Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose, bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast. Well, welcome to our listening audience. This is Chris and Taylor representing With Purpose and our podcast entitled Epic Elite Professionals in Coaching. It's a pleasure to have you listening again. Uh, I'm Chris and this is the voice of Taylor. This is my voice. This is Taylor. <laughs> hey, we, we, I told Taylor we weren't going to do this as, as any type of scripting whatsoever. Um, I, I wanted this to be very organic. And we're going to talk about a topic that we've literally kind of put everything that we would have normally talked about on the podcast aside for this particular subject matter. And it might be this one, it might be this one episode, it might be more than that. Um, but, but for me, and, and I know for Taylor, we are hearing a, a lot of uh, business owners, of leaders, um, talk about losing motivation. And, and it's a concern, uh, and it comes through different arenas, if you will, or different lenses on losing motivation. You've, you've all heard it, uh, burning the candle at both ends, um, feeling depleted, unenergized, whatever the case might be. So Taylor and I are gonna come um, through Epic today, this podcast, and kind of give you some insight a little bit about what we are doing as, as being in a business, as being business consultants and, and, and speaking with our clientele, but also give you a little bit of not wisdom, I'm, I'm sorry, not, not opinions, but through wisdom and expertise on some areas that you as the listener, like what we're doing, we're practicing what we preach, can implement. So hopefully you've got a pen and paper, a tablet ready to go. Um, ready your finger on the pause button, because I think there's going to be a lot coming at you today. Um, please know that it's coming from our heart. Um, there's a lot of struggles out there. So before we get started, Taylor, did you want to add anything? No, I mean, I, I think you, yeah, I think you, you brought up some good points. I mean, I think people on all ends, I feel like businesses are getting taxed and sometimes it's even just personal. Um, you know, you may not be in a business that's affected by gas prices, but on your commute to work, you sure are. Sure. Or, you know, or in going to take your kids to and from school. So uh, I think, yeah, just with where the economy is at right now, it is hard to sometimes separate the personal from the professional, um, no matter no matter how hard we try. So I think talking about innovation, I think is definitely beneficial for our listeners. Well, good. Let's get into this. And, and I want to kick this off, Taylor, because I think this is probably the center of, of who we are. And, and that's we've got to know our why. We've got to know why. If you're a business owner and you started your business, however long ago or short ago that you want to, how you want to answer that, you need to know your why. This is center of who you are. The business is built around you, your expertise, your education, uh, the importance of the product and or service that you're bringing to the community. But if you're, if you're, if the center of who you are, your why, your intentionality, your purpose, your calling, whatever you want to call it is off kilter. It's not an alignment you're not going to feel motivated. And so um, it's really, really important to know your why. And I just want to throw out a couple of different things here for you. Let me ask you these questions. Um, of course, you as a listener aren't going to be able to answer them, um, but I want you to jot these down and answer them to yourself. Give us the feedback. Why did you start your business? Like why, what caused you to start it? What, what void did you want to fill? What 
things were you thinking about? What emotional triggers caused you to start your own business? I talked to you about asking a question about what is your purpose? What are you willing to be intentional about? And then here's the third question under this umbrella that I want to ask everybody. What is the impact of your business, whether you own it or you work in it, where you are at, what is the impact of the business in your community? When we do this, when we answer these and we're truthful to ourselves, we now have an idea of our why and kind of realigning our center. Taylor, I'm going to say this to you. I, um, I never aspired to be a business owner, sir, mm -hmm. not by any stretch of the imagination. And I think the listeners have heard my story before, so I won't get into it. But there's been a, there's been a few times over the past few years um, where I've just really like second guessed going, is this something I'm supposed to be doing? It doesn't things didn't seem to line up or, you know, we can help people and, and people uh, they say no. Right. They mm -hmm. reject your help. Um, and there's so many different things to it. And so I sometimes we just sit back in, in full reflection going, yeah, what would what would this look like if I was doing something else? And to be honest with you, for me as a business owner and as a business consultant, this is my calling. I'm not going to deviate from that. I cannot imagine myself working anywhere else. I can't imagine myself bringing, making an impact the way that we do or bringing the value and having a team such as yourself as being a part of it. Um, it really just solidifies our why. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like, and I think even for people who aren't business owners, but are um, just the average day employee or a leader within their company, whatever that looks like, I think, and I'm sure we'll get to talking about how to draw healthy boundaries to give yourself time to refresh. Um, but I do think it's important to lean. Sometimes when we're burnt out, the best thing to do is to work more. Um, you know, it's, it's realizing that, hey, this is why I'm passionate about my business. And so now I'm going to put more energy and focus on that. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the answer isn't always just, okay, let me take a breather and step back. I'm burnt out. But sometimes it's just pouring more into that passion and either remembering why you had that passion or just let that passion be there and just fuel that flame. Let that, let that, let that flame burn. So. Yeah, so you made a comment about, about setting the boundaries, and I think that's a healthy line of defense and some protection. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you have um, that you have given wisdom, expertise, advice on, on setting those boundaries? Yes, I mean, I think it's especially, I don't mind, you know, we, we talk uh, about, you know, having a good work-life balance. And for me, I, I enjoy my job. And so sometimes I probably am, am not the best at that. Uh, and so there are times where I'll, I'll work late or I'll, I'll work early. Um, typically for me, it's usually working late. Um, but what I have to do is, is, especially during those times where I know I'm burnt out, I have to be really intentional with my schedule. Uh, and so that is when I clock off, I have to clock off. Um, and so we talk about the other podcasts and making sure you control the, the channels in which your team can reach out to you. So I'll check my email, but I won't check my team's messages, those things like that. But with that, it, it can't be like a hard and fast rule. It just be something that you kind of respect, like my schedule on Tuesdays may run later than my schedule on a Wednesday. Uh, and so it's just making sure I respect that time. And then when I am off from work, I do whatever I need to do to not think about work. Um, I make sure, especially during those times where I'm, where I'm burnt out, that if it requires me sitting on the couch and watching two episodes of The Office and doing absolutely nothing, then I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, and so it's making sure, not saying to do it with all my time off, but making sure there's a barrier right after work where I can just sit and, uh, and slouch, you know, just, just sit back on the couch. I like that. And 
those are absolutely essential, not only whether we travel to go into work or people are working from home, those boundaries are absolutely important. Let me throw out a few other ones. I, I think that we need to be proactive in our thinking. That becomes a boundary, right? If I if I schedule my priorities, then one, two, three, whatever those numbers are, or ABC, however you put it together, those are boundaries that I've got to get these done today. And if I have time to do something else, then that's fine. If it's time to clock out because I know that my mental energy is exhausted or I feel that way, then I need to be able to keep in mind that I've got to step back. I just got to push back a little bit, go out for a walk or, you know, throw some music on or something. And what's interesting about music, and I'll just go off a little tangent at the moment. I love music and music takes us to a different place, right? I think for a lot of us, if you, if you know and recognize music, it can take you back uh, to where you first heard the song. Um, so there's, there's opportunities like that, but if we're proactive and our thinking, we set these boundaries, um, it really becomes important to say, okay, this is the end goal. These are the goals that I have to the day to complete or the, through the week or through the month. And it might be that if we have the flexibility, we can maybe work to your point. Um, you had mentioned that Tuesdays might be a little heavier than a Wednesday. So in that we have that energy that can be reallocated. Right. Where we know that Tuesday is a long day, Wednesday's less or Wednesday's a little bit more relaxing, even though you're at work. Keep those things in mind and kind of move that energy to the front for that particular day or moment and then kind of uh, lay off the gas pedal, if you will, on those. So that's just something under keeping boundaries. Um, you know, Taylor, I would I would also add um, when we set when we set goals or benchmarks, KPIs, key performance indicators. Um, this is a this is a way in which we can create boundaries as well, um, because we don't allow anything else to um, come into that time, that space, that framework, that that shiny red ball syndrome, right? Um, that, that becomes a boundary, and it's a discipline that we all have to practice. Are we always successful at it? Maybe not, but at least we're we're mentioning it, at least we're recognizing it. Um, And so I I think to that point, it means that we as a boundary need to eliminate distractions. What distracts me? If I've got in my office, my personal phone number and, you know, kids are off of school today. um, And we say, um, I remember, I remember when my kids were in school, I said that on this particular day, um, I had some really, really important meetings if you need me, that's fine, but please talk with your mom first or talk with a grandparent, whatever the case might be. We actually got to the point where if I saw 911 come through on my text message, it meant that there was an emergency at the house that I was going to drop everything if I possibly could and reach out. So we want to eliminate distractions. And I'm not at all saying that my kids are a distraction. What I'm saying is, is that as parents, as, as adults, we have work to do. It, it, the work ultimately somewhere down the road equates to food on the table. And so those distractions, you know, you might have a TV in your office or whatever, keep it off. If it's a distraction, turn off, uh, turn off notifications. If that's a distraction, right. Can you think of any other subtle things that we might be able to to turn off? Well, yeah. I mean, I think I I like the road that you're, you're headed down because I think sometimes there's, there's only so much you can do at work. Even if you're the owner, sometimes, sometimes there's just outside variables 
that you that you just can't control. Um, and all you can do is respond to those. And so I think uh, as much as I am for yeah, employee well-being and improving the workplace, there's just sometimes where you just got to push through and just kind of grit and bear it and just get through that season. Um, and so I want to encourage you to just to, yeah, it does, sometimes those seasons come and you just got to do that. And so because of that, that then becomes the focus on the outside. Um, I think you, what the term you used was boundaries that you can that you can balance. And so I think it's for me, I'm a relational person, and so it's investing, being more intentional in the relationships that I have, and that could even actually be in the workplace, um, and also just balancing personal interests. Um, and so I gave the example earlier earlier of just watching a couple episodes of The Office, um, and that can be pretty dangerous when you just go after work and then just zone in on TV. Um, and so I think it's important to then go in and if you're interested in baking, then go and make different baked goods. I, I don't know enough about baking to know, uh, make a tart, make a, make a sourdough. I don't know. Um, and so it's good to be intentional of understanding of, Hey, this area of my life right now may be difficult. And so I'm going to pour into these other areas of my life. So that way I'm still getting filled up. I, I kind of gave a broad answer, but does that answer your question? No, it does. And and you literally use that as a segue. And I told everybody at the very beginning, we were just going to make this organic. And it's really cool how this is developing. So you talked about um, kind of pouring into different people. And one of the things that I had thought about in how to stay motivated, this is not just business owners. This is as adults and, and young adults and, and even teenagers is, is to find a mentor. Find someone that you can pour into based upon what you have available, but also be mentored. Find mm-hmm. someone that's going to pour into you. And in that moment, you now have an accountability partner of sorts where you can go to them and you can say, listen, I, I feel pretty drained right now. And then you can come up with some key words based upon your relationship, as you were mentioning just a moment ago, that are warning signs and or flags, white, yellow, red, whatever the case might be, where because of this relationship, because of the trust factor, um, you can literally have a, a, a conversation with somebody that is a mentor. They can have this with you. The catch is, is to make sure that in staying motivated, we want to provide an opportunity for people to learn. And if, if, we're, if we're sucking the fuel out of the bottom of the gas tank, we're, all we're going to be doing is giving fumes to somebody else, right? So we literally have to be in a good place, uh, right mindset, right frame of work and mind um, to literally pour in. Any other thoughts to that? Yeah, kind of along along the same vein, but maybe not even a a mentor, but just developing those relationships in the workplace. Mm. Um, I referenced that earlier, but I think thinking about it more, pouring into those, whether that is, you know, being intentional in practicing gratitude by thanking other people or giving them praise, um, celebrating wins, um, that in one sense is helpful for you and the team, because it's helping to shift to a more positive mindset, which is helpful in those hard times, but that also helps build the camaraderie. Um, And so it's not just a, these bonds are strengthened because we're going through a hard time and we're enduring this together because I think that at some point can become toxic and kind of just be more, our bonds is through us complaining. Um, And this makes sure those bonds are positive um, and make sure that the work isn't just the work, but also the relationships uh, that are had. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I love the attitude of gratitude comments along with all the rest of the stuff that you followed up with. And and that's part of building these relationships, right? Um, And so one of the other things I was thinking of, um, just even as of yesterday afternoon, just so many people are just trying to figure what what is up and what's down at this moment. Um, 
so much so that I've actually heard people talk about how they just want to take off, turn off the news, but they want to keep it on because they want to stay informed to whatever extent of, of being informed is. So there's this, it's weird, Taylor. It's almost like people want something, but they don't want it because there just seems to be so much negativity coming at us about what's working or what's not working. However, the context, it's almost, I think if you know your why and you're, you've got the relationships around you and you're, you've got boundaries and all that, there's got to be things that make you happy. Uh, it might be hanging out with family, even watching an episode of The Office, right? Doing that with watching an episode with somebody might make you happy. Um, we've always heard, pay attention, we've always heard that laughter is the best medicine. And yet most of us find ourselves too busy to laugh. Um, I just happened to watch a reel on uh, someone's social media page and they had um, a comedian that was just, I love to listen to his voice and hear him and he does all these different impersonations. And I found myself like laughing. And then I found myself like 10 minutes later watching more and more videos. And I went, okay, I got to stop. I just got to stop. That's, that's too much time. Right. But it was a nice break from the norm, if you will, just to sit there and laugh. So I think laughter is the best medicine in small doses, large doses, whatever you need uh, from your mind, your body, and your soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I do, and not to derail the conversation to go too far off, but I, I'm, I am a millennial. Uh, and so for me, I, I was raised in this instant gratification. I, I need to know everything, you know everything. And the economy isn't the best right now. Uh, the world isn't the funnest place right now. Um, and me knowing at... Uh, 4.55 and then checking in again at 5.05, nothing's going to change. Right. Um, and so I think this idea that we have to know what's going on. If you if you say, hey, I'll check in the morning and I'll check at night or just if you set times and limit that, you're going to be a whole lot happier because I think we, we're so infatuated with the idea of knowing what's going on that we are more focused on what's no, going on around us uh, out of our reach than what's going on around us. Mm -hmm. um, and so then we miss opportunities to, like you said, share in laughter. Uh, with those around us because we're so focused on the world that we cannot touch. Um. Great advice. Great advice. And um, for anybody listening, I will let you know that I've never identified Taylor as a millennial. It, that just doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me. We're people, we're humans. Um, and I understand where, where you're coming from Taylor, but at the same time, we all have these nuances about us, right? Where we've got to get the work done. And, and there's so many great things happening out there in life that we do want to hear about. We do want the, we do want the fun stuff. We want the lightheartedness. And, and so you mentioned um, about being in relationship with people and keeping those boundaries. Um, let, me, let me share with all of you guys, and I've learned this to be true in my own life, is we've got to be around like-minded people as much as possible. Um, what that does is it builds up, as Taylor mentioned earlier, the camaraderie. There's a, we don't use this word often, uh, but there's a fellowship, right? There's a, there's a distinctness, if you will, amongst um, our like-minded thinking and our, the way in which we act and perform and behave and, and so much to that. And you can find this in community. 
So as a business owner, you can go out and participate in community. You can, you can join a, a local chamber. You can serve at a local charity or a nonprofit organization. This is about being in community, even kind of walking the streets just to see people watch. I don't know. Um, so that's one area. Number two, I would say networking. I have found such community or like-minded people, and it's not everybody, but when you're networking, you're, you're intentional about the group that you're in, and you don't, you don't gravitate to everybody, but there are going to be a good group of people where you do share the same likeness of people, the same way you think and behave and act and perform, right? So I think if you can find yourself once, twice, how much ever time a day or a week to be around that um, outside of the home, of course, you know, we have family and that's like-minded people for the most part as well, but outside of your place of business, um, you can generate ideas. You can bounce ideas off of things. Is there anything else that you can think of Taylor with that? No, I mean, I I like that. I think even, even if you're not generating ideas, even if it's just like we talked about earlier, sharing a laugh as simple and honestly as cheesy as that may be, I think just giving your mind a rest you know, and being around people who, you know, you can rest with. I mean, there are, there are groups of people that I know that if I'm around them, I, it's okay for me to be thinking about work. And there are people where thinking about work just doesn't even cross my mind. Um, and so I think it's okay to just, just, especially when you're lacking motivation, just to give yourself a break when you're off work. Um, and easiest way to do that is to be around people, people you love and people who, um, yeah, are like-minded. Yeah, so I, I want to bring this full circle. Let's kind of wrap this up then. Um, I, I started this off by talking about knowing our why. And this was all about how to stay motivated, whether you're a business owner, a community leader, just a person alive right now. Uh, I think there's so many different positive things that we can do to, to wake up excited the next day, to put our minds at rest um, in a good amount of full sleep. And, and the last thing I want to share is I've been thinking of a way to say this. And I think it hit me. And we talk about work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And I've always said that I've, I, I know what I think. I know what people were trying to say, but I don't necessarily believe in that idea because a lot of the times we spend more of our waking moments at work than we mm-hmm. do in our own personal lives. And so I, I either saw this or it came to me in a dream. I don't know. But instead of work-life balance, let's talk about being in alignment with our work and our personal lives. And, and the reason I bring this up is it's full circle when we talk about your why, because it's what you do and why you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times people pour themselves into their job. Well, here's the cool thing. If you're in alignment with your core values, again, we're going back into past podcasts, right? If you're in alignment where you work with your core values, who you are at the center, mm-hmm. then work is good because there's not a contradiction. It it goes along with the statement that um, you find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Right. It's kind of that same idea. What are your thoughts to this? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, completely, you know, I think there's a lot of different, different angles to look at the, and we even did a podcast about it, about uh, work-life balance. And I think for the most part, it's not necessarily, you want to do one that doesn't pin, pin one against the other. Uh, and have it in good balance. And I think in doing that, you're going to be better motivated uh, because you're not going to be focused on juggling these two, these two topics. Um, Yeah. That's good. I, and I perfectly said, perfectly said, Um, Taylor, let me wrap this up with a quote. Uh, 
<clears throat> Thomas Watson said this, to be successful, you have to have your heart in your business and your business in your heart. I'll say it one more time. Thomas Watson said, to be successful, you have to have your heart in your business and your business in your heart. I'm going to take that and I'm going to add a couple of words. I'll say to be successful and significant. You have to have your heart in your business and your business in your heart. We can be successful, but if we're not being significant, and I think if those two are in alignment, we remain, we remain positive. We remain motivated. Um, and things just really start to fall into place for not only us, the people that we work alongside, the business, the community, and it's just that ripple effect from there. Any last thoughts from you, Taylor? No, I think, I think it's a good quote to end on. Okay. Well, there we have it. Thank you guys listening to Epic Elite Professionals and Coaching. Uh, I'm Chris, um, also joined by Taylor, um, co-host of Epic. It's a pleasure. It, it really is. And um, keep coming back. Let us know your guys' thoughts. Uh, post on, on social media, email us, give us a call, whatever the case might be. We'd love to hear what you would want. And uh, we hope you have an amazing day. Be motivated. Um, be encouraged. Be motivated. Be empowered. And as we always like to say, live with purpose. Thank you for listening to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast. If you want to stay in the forefront with business strategies and ideas, leadership conversations, tips and empowerment, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and then share with your friends and fellow business owners. For more information about With Purpose and their services, visit www.withpurposellc.com.